0: Monica Matthews Matthew Show. Welcome back to the Monica Matthew Show. Happy Friday. We made it through another week, ladies and gentlemen, all of America. We've made it through another five days of what the heck is going on? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so amongst the top craziest things going on today, you had the McAuliffe campaign in Virginia. Who utilize their own Democrat campaign staffers to pose as white supremacists, complete with tiki torches at some kind of a faux sit in, uh, anti, you know, making it look like they are aligned with, um, with Youngkin, who is slated to, he is currently the forerunner, uh, the front runner in that, uh, huh. In that highly contentious race in Virginia, very important, all eyes should be on Virginia. If you are a praying person, this is the time for you to hit your knees and say a prayer, few prayers, actually, for the Yunkin campaign. And I'm going to tell you why. Not because both sides of the aisle prefer uh, Yunkin, as best as I can tell, according to polling and parents. Parents are going, are going to be where it's at for for you g c s out there for you campaign managers, general consultants, you have to know you know we hear things like where's the minority vote what are we what are we doing to get the minority vote? Well, if you're looking at women as part of that base, look no further than your boards of education meetings that are going supremely awry at this point, so parents are really going to be the crux of politics over the next few years, I believe, I believe, indefinitely um, in Virginia currently. So all kinds of shenanigans, and you got to know, you know, this isn't going to be the last stunt they attempt to pull. I love the fact that my conservative colleagues are like all over it. And, you know, you you think the left has spies in terms of being able to, um, you know, deploy online assets as it pertains to the great hunt for all kinds of sins online and pictures and imaging in your past and all of that, Uh, you know, artificial intelligence programming, uh, you know, all you ever hear about are bots, but you really do have people who spend an inordinate amount of time doing nothing but hunting other people online. And the left likes to pride itself in the fact, and we call them the black hats, but um, they like to pride themselves in doing so to to take down otherwise innocent people or people that certainly aren't worthy of a public crucifixion. But that is their shtick, and that's how they operate. Well, we have people on the right, and, and maybe not even necessarily on the right, but people who are for justice. So let's just take it out of the partisan landscape for just a moment. And you have white hats, I will call them, who I will claim as as those on the right, because generally speaking, they are seeking actual justice. And and for them it really is a nonpartisan um effort because if you're on the left and you're being unjustly uh crucified publicly, you can also deploy white hats uh, to debunk the online narrative, but a lot of that is going on. So, what happened was, what had happened was, um, there were a few kids in these pictures that were captured at this um, Mc- uh, this McAuliffe can- uh, stop that appeared as though you've got white supremacists. Of course, they're all like under, you know, I don't know. 30 and they're holding tiki torches of all things. And they're dressed up to look like some kind of conservative maybe, or maybe Trump supporters. Um, And, and the spin was going to be, aha, look, we gotcha. You know, the left is always in in a, engaged in a gotcha campaign. And so look, we gotcha. But you know, as these online digital hunters, the white hats have discovered um, through face recognition and other uh, processes, mainly posts that these people have posted, what you begin to see is the ability to cross-reference between, um, you know, one event and another, one campaign stop, one, poly- one political, you know, picture. Um, and there are very easy ways to, to find people, um, you know, to really trace your steps, if you will, Politically and digitally speaking. And so every time you take a picture, someone tags you, all that stuff, facial tag, geotagging, all of that, uh, you know, your data is aggregated. And with that, they're able to find you and to pick you out of a crowd, even when you're attempting to dress up as something you are not. And that happened today. So... Why do I say pray for the Yunkin campaign? Because these are shenanigans that are going to continue. It's already lining up against him in Virginia because of the Virginia voting laws that are positively ridiculous. They are abysmal as it pertains to, I mean, third world countries have more stringent uh, voting laws. Requirements than the great state of Virginia, so I firmly believe you know they're already telling you now they're setting you up for it. Not only have they hired Hillary Clinton's former um, law office uh, legal counsel, who is now under federal investigation and named in the um, in the um, of course he's been gone for so long, I can see his face, but you know, the, the, yeah, that report. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Yes. And it's, you know, they have been named in that report. Ah, yes. The Durham report. Thank you. The Durham report. And so they're under a federal investigation, but they've uh, jumped in the mix to assist the McAuliffe campaign um, and saying that it may take them a little bit longer than election day to count the votes. And see, this is where the shenanigans begin. And this is where Virginians should be calling BS immediately. And I know that there are thousands of people who have been trained in order to know what to look for at the polls. But the thing is, is that once the fraud has occurred, once the cheating has occurred, as you can see with 2020, it is not the easiest thing in the world to remedy. Even though you have video footage, you have cell phone footage. You have all kinds of footage, whether it's digital or it's in your face. It is uh, ballot harvesting in some states where that is not legal. It is, you name it, in absentee ballots that have no signature or it was the wrong signature or it was sent to the wrong state and they still voted in that state. All kinds of shenanigans are occurring. And they did occur in 2020, and you have more than one person stating this across the country. So with that, yes, you should expect nothing but shenanigans to come out of Virginia. Now, speaking of shenanigans... You, most of you are aware now that the Biden administration is toying with the idea of giving out $450,000 per person who was separated from their loved ones coming here illegally at the border by the Trump administration. For some of these families, that could be well over a million dollars per family. Think about that. These are your tax dollars that they are playing ping pong with. Now, I've said this online, and I still stand by this. And I'm telling you this because I'm watching the rhetoric online. And I've heard from people. And I can tell you now, that right there, and maybe this is exactly what it's meant for, is a false narrative, false flag campaign. But that is going to be the tipping point of the American people. You can absolutely mark that down. People are done. They are done. Done. Everything from we're coming for your bank accounts, which now they've decided not to, by the way. So we think, right? When they go to retract legislation and someone goes to sleep the night before it's voted on and their retraction stands, someone better bake up, wake up the next morning and look at those lines again and that, read that entire piece of legislation again because both sides of the aisle practice stuffing that legislation again at the very last second. And if we do not see an overhaul in our elections, our election grid, campaign finance reform, as well as term limits, you can absolutely kiss the country goodbye. And if it's not now, and if it's not four years from now, it will happen in the future. Now, I don't know how much longer the country can hold the way that it is. You see thousands of people outside of Mayor de Blasio's house in New York city. God bless you all. Thank you so much for standing up, not only for your rights, but for mine and for everyone else's. I told someone today who has served, I mean, tirelessly and completely selflessly for this country has given life, limb, money, family, relationships, um, selflessly for this country, has served in a special forces capacity. And we talked about how, how you all who walked from your jobs, from people who have walked from careers, from things you've worked your entire lives for, because you said, no, I'm going to honor my physical autonomy. I'm going to honor my freedom in this country. As the base of all of my freedoms, I'm going to honor my physical autonomy. For those of you who walked from those things, I was saying to him just today and he agreed that you guys and those folks really are people of valor and you should be honored there needs to be something held in your honor and in their honor. And I'm not talking about out in the streets and all that. No, I'm talking about something, a, a, an event, something where you are honored. It's not a President Trump event. It's not a politician's event. It's your event. And so I am going to be working alongside of some of the best in the entertainment business to facilitate bringing that together. Because that absolutely needs to happen. You should be honored. Because that is worthy of honor. And I want to thank you again. I have thanked you on my show for that. And I want to thank you again. For great sacrifices. That many of you have had to make. And I don't know if anyone has said thank you. And I don't know if you've heard them. Because I'm sure as you're watching. Your mortgage payments come up. It's you know. The fog of war has set in. And so let me just peek through that fog barrier for just a minute and tell you if you need to be reminded that you made the right decision regarding your autonomy and your liberty, I firmly believe you did. And I want to thank you. And I think it's a very admirable admirable thing that you've accomplished, not only for your liberty, but for the sake of mine and those who are coming after all of us. So... In other news, speaking of something that's not so worthy of valor, and I'm going to end the show on this this evening. So some of you may have seen where I announced that I am going to be filing suit against the AT&T company. Why am I doing that? Or why do I have an interest in doing that? Well, because there's a fantastic expose that uh, that was put out. On Twitter by a, an an individual investigative reporter, and this guy is just he is amazing. I have cited his work in the past, and uh, it, this really does take the cake. Okay, so he gave us um, just a few weeks ago. I I rep- I, I don't report because I am not a journalist, but I did cover. Uh, Something I brought to you regarding CRT, what's happening in companies. Uh, Many of you are new to my platform and to my show, to my ministry, to my media work, all of that. And welcome. Thank you for your follow. It means a lot to me. Your ears, your eyes, your hearts and minds are very, very important to me. I take them very seriously and it is an honor to serve you in this capacity. Um, I'm slightly sassy in case you haven't noticed. I have a potty mouth sometimes, as Christians go, and, um, and that can get me into trouble. It can be slightly offensive to some people, and I understand that, and I'm working diligently to get better at that. I'm a very passionate person. I am um, also a very straightforward person. Um, I can be extremely pragmatic, and when I take my gloves off, it's because I'm there to fight. I'm not there to gaze at my nail polish. I am, and I'm not going to fight with my gloves on. So I'm going to take my gloves off, and we're going to get busy bare-knuckled with ideas, with opinions, with words, with compassion, with mercy, with grace, with truth and wisdom and knowledge, and all of those things that we should all be calling upon whenever it comes to debating things in life. This is something right here that is not up for debate in my mind. And for my LinkedIn followers, welcome. I I will tell you one of the reasons why I am as sassy as I am, why I do not hold back, um, and why a lot of you are resonating with me is because you can't say the things I do on LinkedIn. And most social media platforms, to be honest with you. And on LinkedIn, though, you're really you are definitely fish in a barrel because the whole reason you're there is to seek opportunity and to network and to highlight aspects of your professional life, right? And so you're you're at risk if you don't just keep your head down and and seek out those opportunities without voicing your uh, political opinions. And I will say, I too am grieved that there's not a place, a safe space, where you can go and and be online and not have it be this, you know, partisan just fia- festival, right? It does get exhausting. But here's why I bring my political brouhaha to my LinkedIn page. You ready? Not only because I can, because I am in media, and this is my primary topic, is faith Life, and Politics. That was my first show title when I first started in radio six years ago. The Monica Matthews Show, Faith, Life, and Politics with Monica Matthews. Now it's Life, Love, and Liberty. Okay, so it is my profession. So when I put things on LinkedIn and people say this is a professional platform, I already know which side of the aisle they're on, first of all. And secondly, um, I kind of chuckle to myself because I'm like, wow, if you would just read a little bit further in the description about who I am, (laughs) you would see that this is why I do what I do. But my bigger reason for doing what I do on LinkedIn is because of you. It is because of you. It is because you do not have a voice. And if there's been any sector in this country that has completely molested the American people, it is not even big tech to the extent that we, that we uh, lay fault to, at, their, at their altar. It really is corporate America. And I say that as someone who believes in jobs, in job creators, who believes in America first policy with jobs being onshored as opposed to offshore? I believe in our technology being onshore. I believe in our, you know, everything from chip production and manufacturing to uh, the creation thereof. I believe in things being in and grown and not shipped to China and then back to the United States and back to China and over to Russia and back to. I mean, for God's sakes, it's a chicken. Right like slaughter the thing and put it on an American family's table. Raise it, slaughter it right here on this soil and eat it. Good grief. Some things are just two plus two is four. And so when I see that our jobs are being offshored, our technology, our idea, our ingenuity, our idea, all of that, right? It is grievous to me because we are now beholden. We have been completely We now lie prostrate for the entire world as it pertains to our goods. Services, Mm, that too is questionable. But in terms of our goods, we are positively at the mercy of other people, chiefly the Chinese. And that is a real problem, and that is also extremely deliberate. So my beef with corporate America is this, And, and I'm, and this, this, This dovetails very nicely into why I am pursuing a legal suit against AT&T. So corporate America has spent an inordinate amount of money aligning with basically indoctrination protocols that most of you, if you want to keep your jobs, And you're not really sure how to feel about it because you're like, well, wow, if I don't sign up for this thing, I I can't keep my job, B, I'm not going to get that promotion and C, what does it say about me? How am I going to look to others that I don't want to go through some form of reconciliatory training, right? Uh, That all of us, why can't we all just be Montessori and sit in our telephone circle and all get along and go along and sing Kumbaya and be nice and... You know, hold pity parties and funerals around you know issues that we're all having in our bedrooms, and forget about the boardroom. And you know, oh gosh, that guy held the door open for you. You know, you should probably report him to HR. Or wow, that girl looked at me a little bit too long, and and you know, my feelings are hurt. Or you know, I wore a flannel shirt and boots, and I'm a chick, and my hair is a little short, and no one said anything to me. I wasn't invited to a lunch with the ladies who don't look like me, so there must be discrimination here. So let's run over to the principal's office and tell on all the women who didn't invite me to something because after all, that is not in alignment with our inclusivity training. This has turned in to such a heist of your personal autonomy. You have no idea. And it has been such a frog boil over, I want to say all this crap started about 2017, 2018. And you know who really paved the way for it was our President Trump. Who was just very honest about things and was actually bridging the gap, right? He was bridging things between in the way of, in the form of creating opportunity and opportunity zones for Black Americans. You had more opportunity for employment. You had the highest employment rates in our history for minorities in this country, right? And so, what do you have to do if you serve the other kingdom? What do you have to do? You have to offset that with, well, whoa, 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 whoa. wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. There can be no reparations. There can be no repairing the bridge unless there's a financial reparation and B, not only are you going to pay us out of your taxation and your con- congressional coffers, but now we're going to have you sitting. We're going to make corporations pay for it. And If they don't, we're going to shame them to death. We're going to cancel them through monstrous social media campaigns, right? Because they have the cabal to do that. There's not many of them, by the way, but they do have a ton of funding behind them to be able to do that. And because conservatives won't stand up for anything other than a freaking chicken sandwich to say, hey, that's wrong. And we are going to stand by this company or this sports team or this athlete or whatever it is, right? Or this carrier. We're going to stand by these guys because they did not submit to the altar of the adult version of CRT whenever it comes to equity, diversity, and inclusion training. And let me tell you something. There are psychologists who are completely very well educated on how to bring this crap into your company and make you feel good about it and pay millions of dollars for it and tell you and your employees that if they don't do it, then they are part of the problem, and they are part of the, quote, Trump culture of not being able to get along and accept people for who they are, which is all a complete lie. All of that is complete fabrication. I had a black pastor on my show just this week who was an advisor, is still an advisor to President Trump who told us, if you missed that show, go back and listen to it because it's very entertaining because it's us. And secondly, he tells you some things about where he comes from as a black man, as a black American, no hyphen in there, by the way, as a man of God, as a child of God, as someone who votes and votes regarding character over party. He explained all of that quite beautifully, actually. So please go back and listen to that. It's on my website, monicamatthews.com. And I believe it will enlighten you. And it will also debunk this mess that we still continue to hear about what a racist President Trump is. And see, because the cabal has, has, has majority interest in all things social media and mainstream media, the only message that gets out to... I would say low information voters are the are it's the information that basically, you know, clickbait, buzz, buzzwords, taglines. Those things get out to the people and they don't forget that. They don't. And I talk about that on that show as well. A couple of people that I met walking through D.C., and asked who happened to be black, and I asked how they felt about opportunity zones and the things that the president did do for black Americans, and they had no idea what I was talking about. So what does that tell you? They're low-information voters, not because they're not smart, but because they do not consume information for the purposes of, huh, you know, that's a big assumption on my part. But they consume information that they have been taught to consume. And that really is not color-centric. That is consumer-centric. So it's a very important distinction to make. So back to the companies. So I have people trying to follow me now on LinkedIn who are like, you know, industrial psychiatrists and psychologists and it's hilarious to me. Or I've got the FBI people and that's fine. You know, some of you, I kind of joked about it. I see a couple of dudes in my queue who are with FBI and they want to be friends. And, and I asked you guys, you know, what do you think about letting these guys in? Yay or nah? And all of you said, nah. (laughs) And of course, my way of thinking is this. I'm a bridge builder. I would prefer to build bridges and i think it would be very wise of these agencies to do a reach across the oh my gosh the chasm at this point it's not even partisan but to reach across the country on if you if you ever needed a campaign to restore trust it would be with our agencies and the American people. So for me, I'm reaching out to some of my friends in the the agency saying, hey, can any of you guys come on and just talk to my audience so that people know that the whole thing hasn't gone to hell in a handbasket? And most of them, you know, and rightfully so, you know, respond with very, um, not with trepidation, but just kind of a, hey, listen, listen. You know, I'm not really going to make waves because it would be a conflict of interest, um, which I don't personally understand. Because why can't you just reach across to the American people since, you know, our tax dollars do actually provide for salaries in most of these agencies? So it would be, it's just smart on their part. Not to mention, if anyone in an agency wants to, you know, get into what you're doing on social media, I have an on-good authority that there's been a lot of that hocus-pocus going on um, over the past year, people getting into accounts without going through the proper channels to do so. Does that surprise us? No. Is it disgusting? Yes. It is, a, is it illegal and a violation of everything we stand for? Yes. But here's the deal. I don't really have anything in my accounts that I don't say on the air unless I've named someone that I'm talking about specifically. And I just don't feel like it's for public consumption But generally speaking, you know, you're not going to catch me plotting to do something. I'm not going to incite people to do stuff. It's just not who I am. So I really don't care, is my point, if agency people are, you know, in my uh, accounts. Because I automatically assume that everything I do is being monitored. And if you're smart, you will do the same. And you're just going to have to make a decision as to whether or not you're going to be afraid of that or you're going to stand on your constitutional principles, values, and laws. That's it. It really is that simple. So, um, but I have people trying to friend me now that are um, of the educational and and geopolitical persuasion because you have to understand this is also... A very military in terms of an exercise whenever it comes to your psyche. It, it, is, it, it is not an accident that your employers are attempting to brainwash you into guilt and shame as a white person. That, that is not an accident because the battle is for your mind, And the battle is for your identity. And we see what happens when you have a nation that has an identity crisis. And so the number one way to take us down is through division, right? And if they can get you to agree that something is fundamentally, inherently wrong with you and wicked on top of that because of slavery, because you are white, because you have biases that you are unaware of, if they can get you on a professional apology tour, I want you to think about the power of that to align with your kids when they come home with their own brainwashing treatment at your local government school, as well as private schools and their higher education learning indoctrination facilities. So think about that. It's brilliant, really, whenever you think about upending a nation. And you start with the mind. And it's easy to do for people who don't know the truth. It's very easy. We're, my late pastor used to say, you're so easy. Right? And when he was teaching us about spiritual warfare, according to the enemy, like the enemy just looks at us like, you're so easy, God. You're so predictable. And that really is an accusation against God's creation because we are predictable. And anyone who's listening to this show right now who does work for the DOD or any other department knows what I'm saying is true. We are predictable. There are predicting, uh, there are indicators that can predict why do you think your information is so important to people? It's not because they want to sell you advertisement. (laughs) Sure, Well, sure, that's part of it, but that's just how they get into your brain. That's just how they get in. And it's kind of cool, kind of scary, kind of ooh, a little risky that I said something and bam, my phone, you know, I wasn't even on my phone. I was in my bedroom and the phone was in the kitchen and I go back to the kitchen and grab my phone and well, bam, what I was talking about when you know it is right there in an ad. And some of you just stop right there and you don't think any deeper about it than a bowl of soup. And so when it comes down to AT&T launching um, basically a war Against white people, and I read this last night, and I was positively aghast. I could matter of fact, I think I read it this morning. I could not believe what I was reading. And they have created a racial reeducation program that promotes the idea that American racism is a uniquely white trait and boosts left wing causes such as reparations, defund police, And trans activism. Now, I, and it goes on. You you can see the source source material is on my Twitter feed. I'll also put it on my website tonight. Um, It is well worth your time. The gentleman who broke the story is Christopher Ruffo. Uh, He has been, uh, he will hopefully be on my show here in the coming days. But it is absolutely abhorrent what I read. And I am an AT&T customer. And I am white. My mother is an AT and T customer, and she is white. There are millions of AT and T customers, and you too are white. So I took to Twitter today and opened the borders, since that's where we are in this nation, and said, "I am considering filing. I am filing suit against AT and T, and if you'd like to join me, please DM me." I cannot keep up with how, my, how many things are in my inbox on all of my platforms because you all are so aghast that this is this, the level to which we have stooped in this country, and we have allowed it to go on for so long. When you see these documents that have been pulled from, you know, these are intercompany company uh, documents, memos, part of the curriculum And and I want you to start connecting the dots about who is pushing this agenda and why this is all part of the homogenization program that I talk about quite a bit, right? Where we we all got to be the same, even though we know we're not all the same and we all have unique skill sets. We are on like not only reparations, but we have taken affirmative action times crack at this point. Right Where, thank God, this gentleman in a hospital, the state escapes me at the moment, a white gentleman, and I don't say thank God because he's white, but you had two women, one happened to be black, and the other one I think was reported as black, she did not look black to me, whatever, he is the minority in this situation because he's the man and he happens to be white, so there's two strikes against you. And see, we joke about these things, but these things in the corporate corporate arena have very real, very real repercussions. He takes this hospital to court and wins, and they call it reverse discrimination. There's no such thing as reverse discrimination. It's discrimination, period. And because we're exiting, we are leaving the meritocracy. We are leaving merit. Your skill set and your merits no longer have place in the American and the American pop corporate culture. I don't know what these people are hiring based on other than skin color. Let's get back to AT&T. I was so aghast that I felt I was so hurt and I felt betrayed. I have been with them literally since I've had a cell phone. And so is my mother I mean, I felt like someone that I trusted had just cheated on me. Seriously, it was such an affront to who I am as a person, not because who I am as a person stops at my skin color, but you have just assigned a wickedness to me because of my skin color and to every person who works for you and to have subscribes to you, who happens to be white You have us, you have ascended your throne above truth of my religion, which says that all men are created equal. Equal, not equitable. We're all created equal. In the eyes of God, my faith tells me that Jesus Christ died for slavery and every other crazy, awful, wicked thing that any of us could ever come up with on our worst day that we say amen to Satan. That's what my faith tells me. My faith tells me that we can all be restored because God has restored all things unto himself through Jesus Christ, which required blood. Not my blood, not my profession, not my, not my, uh, not my prostration, not the male's castration, professionally, not my apology tour, and see when you talk like this, this is how they spin it on you. Well, that's extreme. Okay. It's called extreme love. It's called extreme sobriety. It's called extreme equality. It is called truth. And some of us are willing to stand on the truth because the truth matters. So, I am positively 1,000% offended that a white male who makes billions of dollars a year sitting at the top of the food chain is telling his white employees that they need to be on an apology tour because of the color of their skin and because of some stuff that went down in this country 200 years ago that we are positively making up for every single day of our lives as well we should make sure that we do not go back to that mentality where people are not equal. But you don't do that by shoving and flushing a meritocracy down the toilet. You know why? Because it's an affront to God. Because what you're saying is that a black person is not smart enough to obtain the skill set and the merits that a white person can, so the white person has to take a step back and apologize for their skin color It is all disgusting. That's what it is. And if this was being done to blacks, you could bet your bottom dollar I'd be right here on these airwaves saying the exact same thing. It is putrid. And it should not be tolerated another second. So why do I get on LinkedIn and say some of the things I do? And my inbox is Filled with go, Monica. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for being our voice. I wish I could say that. I've got your back. I can't say it publicly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I can't even keep up with my inbox. And you know what? You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm not better than you. I'm not more courageous than you. I'm just not in your position. And I believe in truth. And I believe in equality. And I believe in justice. And if that's extreme, well, spell it with two T's, Matthews. I will not apologize for speaking truth to lies. My Savior died for it. Many men and women have died for it. Many men and women are walking around right now as corpses because their souls were lost on a battlefield in order for us to speak truth to lies and to live freely. So for every one of you jacklegs out there in corporate America who think that you can hide behind this cloak of CRT, we are coming for that doctrine in corporate America, and I am not alone. Trust that. That doctrine needs to get out of your corporate environments and it needs to come out of the school system. If you feel bad about yourself, by all means, sign up on your own time to deal with your own issues. I, however, as a minister of the gospel, would encourage you to get before Christ and take all of that before him. And if you want to, if you want to fellowship and have an authentic fellowship with black and brown and and Asian people who do not look like you who have struggled various things that you will never be able to relate to as a white person, I will give you that. That is 1000% true. There are things that have occurred in black's lives that we will never never be able to relate to. It won't happen. But for you to have to apologize for your God-given uniqueness is dead wrong. And I know thousands of black people who would sit right here on this show and shout, Amen, sister. Starting with the pastor I had on this week. It is an agenda, people, and it is a global agenda to where you are down. If you want to fellowship with people, if you want to understand people, if you want to cross-pollinate in cultures, go for it. Invite people over. Utilize your own time and your own space to do that. Do some study. Get out a book. Get off of Google, for God's sakes. You're only going to go about soup bowl deep into that. That whole thing is, is has been bought and paid for by these groups who seek to take the country down. And how do you do that? By tearing at who you are. We are called to a higher standard of living and I will not idly sit by and watch this country be taken from us because of our ignorance, our sloth, our inability to pursue, our our willful neglect of pursuing truth. I will not sit idly by. I have a generation after me. I have two generations after me. I will not sit idly by. I will not get to my author's face and have him say, why didn't you say something? Why didn't you do something and stand up for these people who didn't know what was going on? Well, that's what I'm doing. And so if you'd like to join me, you are welcome to email me to do so. But AT&T, you are dead wrong for what you've done. I am ashamed. I am moving every single account I have in my family, my friends, everywhere I can. I am taking business with me. I will not support a company, a sports star, a sports team, a sport period, uh, a candidate, a church. I will not support a president. I will support no one who seeks to divide my country for any reason. If we cannot love each other, we need to shut our doors as a nation. If we don't know how to function in corporate America and we don't know how to function in our homes, and our communities, and our neighborhoods, and we haven't figured this out by now, we should just open the doors and pay people $450,000 a head to come into this country. I'm going to leave you with that. I'll just tell you this. The country will not hold with that. It won't. So I'm praying that does not come to fruition because some of you are excited about a civil war, and I'm here to tell you, there's nothing pretty about it. Nothing. And if you think it's bad now, huh, We need to be on our knees this weekend. Hey, I love you guys. You can follow me all over the place, but primarily Twitter, LinkedIn, and my website, MonicaMatthews.com. Be good to your neighbor, beginning in your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, act like one.